What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona Small Balls is better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. It is Thursday, February 17th. Reyes is here with me as always. And Reyes, I know we always joke about an emergency pod, but we're literally doing an emergency pod right now because... We had a lot of games we wanted to talk about, and we were going to wait till tomorrow morning, but we just couldn't wait. We had to bring you guys some content. We had to do it. It's time. I mean, think about it. All these playoff games have happened, and why would you want to wait when you guys are ready to hear what we have to say? Am I right, Jeff? We're right. It's an emergency, Paul. We always say that about everything. Let's start with the 3A and talk about the first round. Reyes, looking at the scores from the first round, Which of these games jumps out and surprises you? Because, man, there are some great, close, competitive games. I don't know how you guys were doing it, who had a bye, or even if you weren't in the playoffs. Our whole team was over at our coach's house. We're watching the games. We got, like, four games going at the same time. We're looking at scores. It was super fun. So we watched a lot of games. They were super close, great. Reyes, which of these games jumps out at you? Honestly, there's two for me, and I think one of them we can agree on both. But I'm going I'm to say that Chinley-Santan Foothills game, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought Chinley was going to be able to run away with this game, especially because it was at Chinley. Um, Santan Foothills played a great game. They were tough. They were physical. They, you know, they were able to body Chinley up a little bit and stuff like that. Obviously, um, Chinley was able to get it done, 52-49 to 49 in that first round. So, you know, shout out to the Wildcats for moving on. And then the second game for me would have to be the Payson and Sholo game. The long haul, Coach Mavis. Shout out to you, Coach Mavis, for, you know, getting it done. I mean, I tuned in a little bit later because I was at work, so I was able to see the second half, which all that mattered pretty much, honestly. There was a moment in time, though, where I thought the pace and Longhorns were going to fumble the bag, which that is slang for uh, blowing a lead. <laughs> I think everybody but, knows Co- what fumble the bag <laughs> Hey, sometimes people don't know, so I'm just educating just in case they don't know. Um, you know, Coach Mavis, though, he did a great job. Mavis, Mavis, uh, he did a great job of just being, you know, poised with the team, you know, made the right calls. Um, it was a really hard-fought game. I just think Payson played a little bit harder that night against Sholo. There were some great games. I loved watching the Payson Sholo game. You know, looking at this first round, we, we made our predictions, and Reyes, we did actually – pretty good in our predictions we both ended up going six and two the only games that we mixed up is we both picked or i picked santan foothills to beat chinley that didn't happen and i picked pushridge to beat snowflake and that didn't happen i do want to say this though about the pushridge snowflake game because this is a game that i was watching snowflake is the real deal snowflake was up big about like 11 to maybe 12 points at one point i think in the game snowflake was even up by about 20 points Pushridge battled back. They battled, they battled, they cut it to one. I just remember tuning in when I was flipping back and forth with games, and I just kept thinking, I can't believe it's still a game. They're just competing so well. Snowflake did a really good job with this. They advanced on, so that was a really good game to watch. And hold on, I'm going to set a timer here 
because we got to take some time out and we've got to talk about Coach Mavis because the job that he has done over at Payson is unbelievable. I wanted to say this too about Coach Mavis. Hold on, I'm gonna set a timer right here because if we devote anything, if we devote like a minute to this, it's not enough. We got to take some time to talk about this. Okay, Coach Mavis, he is just named the region coach of the year over at the 3A East. I know you would agree with me. That's extremely well-deserved. He had some kids that, you know, it's funny, like looking at his kids, they didn't like really place big on the awards list. But looking at what Coach Mavis, how he has turned the culture around over at Payson is huge. He's done a great job with those kids. We always say this on the pod. It's not about coaches. You know, the players are the ones that have to go out there and do that. But whatever Coach Mavis is doing, he's got to keep doing it. I think last year they won like three games. Okay, this year, look at how they are. They're competing. They went. Not only did they make the playoffs. I mean, remember, we were talking about this before. They're making the playoffs. They did great. And then they beat Sholo. You know, I, they just, they came and they were ready to go. They did a great job. A couple things about that game that I thought were really telling about Sholo or about Payson, rebounding. I mean, these kids, yeah. they, they, they go after the ball like it's, it's like their food and they haven't eaten in weeks. I mean, those kids are studs with that. They outscored Sholo 22 to 14 in the third quarter to take charge. And this is kind of really where they started to separate themselves. One of their kids, Jeremy Chavez, scored 13 points. Jack O'Grady had 12 points. Uh, and it was a really balanced offense after that. They really, they did a great job. A couple of other kids that chimed in, Connor Hatch, he had eight points for the Longhorns. And Gary Bingham, he's the one who opened up the third quarter with sinking the first shot to tie the game. And then O'Grady followed him by hitting a huge three-pointer. It was awesome. And once they took the lead, honestly, Payson never really looked back. I was thinking the same thing. We're watching this game. Like, man, are they going to be able to pull this thing out? They were. They did great. Anybody facing Payson, they've got to be concerned about the rebounding because these kids are physical and they play harder. We talked about this in the summer, and I love how it's ringing true even now. They play harder than, than I mean, almost any team that I've seen in the 3A. And I'm going to stop my timer now because we just spent – a pretty good amount of time talking about uh, Coach Mavis and the Longhorns. It's a great run that they're having right now. I love it. It's awesome. I know you agree with me on that. Yeah, the true culture turnaround over there at Pace. And, you know, I mean, like I said, we're just giving flowers to the coach because he's done a great job over there. So you got to respect what the man has been able to do for that program and those kids. I mean, like I said, like a year ago, those kids probably won three to four games. They probably had like – probably didn't believe, but this coach got them to believe that they want a playoff game, and they're on the right track now heading with a full head of steam for this uh, second round. So, you know, shout out to you, Coach Mathis, for uh, getting it done, you know, and turning the culture over at Payson. It's, it's awesome to see. I think that the the Red Schools had a pretty good showing here in the first round, even though I know that Tuba City lost. Man, they were right there with Northwest, and at times down the stretch, they were up. They competed really well. That's a huge game for Northwest to pull out in the end. Andrew Best played pretty big for them, and they just made some pretty good decisions down the stretch. Northwest is a dangerous team moving forward into the next round. And I also wanted to say this about Sabino Eastmark. Hey, that that Sabino Eastmark game, Eastmark is no joke. I know that we've talked about how they're kind of up and down. Eastmark is big. They're physical. They're athletic. Sabino handled them. I thought the score was closer than than it really was. Do you see that score spread? 75 yeah. to 62. Do the math on yeah. that. I know you're amazing at math. What's the math I on that? Math. Right now, on the spot. No calculator. On the spot. Right okay, now. No calculator. Math? No calculator. 75 uh, 62. What's it? What is it? 
Do you need a double check on your calculator or you got it? No, I know. It's 13. I'm positive. I'm confident. I'm just saying that's a huge game. And I want to say this too. Sabino's kid who makes them go, Weston Haybig, he had 41 points in this game. So anybody who sees Sabino in that next round, you got to think about what's your game plan to try to slow him down. They have other weapons, but you got to figure out 41 points from one kid. You got to find a way to stop that, in my opinion. Now, Moving on to the, the second round that starts tomorrow or on Saturday, okay? What let, – let's talk matchups really quick, okay? You got ALA Ironwood versus Valley Christian. You got Thatcher versus Gilbert Christian. You got Chin Lee versus Fountain Hills. Northwest Christian versus Yuma Catholic. Payson at Camp Verde. Sabino at Holbrook. Snowflake at ALA Gilbert North. Monument Valley at Coolidge. Which of these teams that has just moved into the second round do you think is the most dangerous? That's a great question, man. That's such a good question. I know, and I can't give a single one. So is it okay? Can you please allow me to do at least like two? I guess. Just because this is an emergency pod and there's no rules right now. I won't take yours. I won't take yours away, but I'm going to say Northwest and Sabino are probably the two that I think are probably the most dangerous that made it past the first round that are heading into the second round. I got a hot take about Northwest and Yuma Catholic. I'm calling it upset. I, I, I think that's upset alert. I say Northwest beats Yuma Catholic. I say they beat them by, I say they beat them by like six or seven. It's going to be a good game. Northwest is playing tough right now. Northwest is playing tough right now. I know Yuma Catholic has a great, great, uh, great set of guards uh, over there uh, down in the south. I mean, it's tough to match up with Northwest, with especially with Andrew Best. When Andrew Best is hitting between that, like uh, that mid range, you know what I mean, that drop that he has on the, over that right shoulder, a little baby hook, a little baby hook. Good night is all I got to say because he's a tough, he's he's tough to slow down, especially when he's hitting. So I mean, if you got Logan Mosier too, that's hitting a couple threes for you guys. I mean. Northwest is a very tough team to stop. I mean, they played against some of the top talented teams already here in the second round and played through close games and even won some. So, I mean, I'm smelling an upset right here. That's no disrespect to you, Catholic. I'm just saying the way Northwest is projecting right now, I think they're brewing for something. It's going to be a great game. And looking at the second round, man, <laughs> it's loaded. I mean, these games are going to be really good. Here's my team that I think is really dangerous that – I just – I wouldn't want to get matched up with – I mean, I have a couple too. It's hard to, to narrow it down. I mean, Sabino is dangerous right now, man. And moving into playing against Holbrook, you asked me the question like three weeks ago, you know, is Holbrook for real? I said they are. I do think they're for real. They're a great squad. they got great players. they got a great coach. We're going to see as Sabino rolls in there, what's their plan against Weston Habig? What's their plan against Travis Reynolds? Are they going to be able to slow them down a little bit we know this. Sabino's very confident. They are a very confident team. You know, Obi Town has a does a great job of just boosting their players up. I mean, as a coach, you want your players confident, just probably even more confident than you. You want that in your team. So I mean, you know, Sabino, like I said, confident team, really physical. Weston Haybig. You got Travis Reynolds, who plays baseball like six seven, looks like a grown man. Um, but I know Holbrook has to slow them down, but Sabino also has to slow down Holbrook as well. 
Mm, that's true. That, one of the, one of the best Oprah. kids, Andrew Shepard, he just hit a thousand points. So, I mean, they're doing really good. Oh, that's Monument Valley. I'm thinking wrong. That's Monument I got, Valley. Shout I just remember the red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shout out to you. Don't blame Jeff for getting it wrong. He saw red. You know, Holbrook, Monument Valley. Red and red. It's just, you know, you just group teams together with colors. It is what it is. But I know Holbrook has a couple of guards that can really go and stuff like that. I don't know if they'll be able to match the physicality with it, but I've seen these cards against physical teams, and they've always found a way to be more elusive, just a little bit more shifty. So, I mean, Sabino can obviously stay in front, you know, and get after it. I think Sabino will be able to hurt him in the boards. But if Holbrook's able to get on transition and really work their offense, I think it'd be, it could be a long night for either both teams. I don't think this game is going to be close whatsoever. I think one or the other team runs away with it. I think that's going to be the key. If Holbrook is going to – do what they want to do. They're going to have to run. They're going to have to play in the full court because I think Sabino in the half court is going to be a tough matchup for him. Another team, I mean, shoot, you look all over the place. There's games everywhere. ALA Ironwood, Valley Christian. You know how much I love ALA Ironwood. I love their squad. They faced Valley Christian already earlier in the season in tournament play. I'm that not, was the first I'm, tournament of the season. So yeah, I'm, very, I'm very first tournament of the season. And here's the thing. LA Ironwood is battle-tested. They've been through a lot. This game's going to be way closer than maybe some people might think. And, I mean, I, I just think it's going to be a great game. And uh, I'm, I'm, smell, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling the hot take right here, okay? I got LA Ironwood winning by four over Valley Christian. <laughs> that is a very hot take. I like it. Um, obviously, I'm going to go against you on this one. I think Valley Christian is going to do their due diligence. You know, Coach Greg's going to do a great job of, you know, game plan, not as well as Coach McCurdy. Um, I want to jump on the bandwagon with you and hop on that. Hot hey, hop on. We got room for one more. Hop on, man. Hop on. You can hop on. There, there, is one th- there is one thing. Valley Christian in the first round, for whatever reason, normally they don't play well, and they've been known to get upset in that first, second round. We'll see. We'll see if history. Is- I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to play a mutual right now. I'm not going to give my take on who's going to win. Just know that I'm leaning more towards the underdog, quote unquote, in this matchup. Well, I was being sarcastic. Don't change what you said. You already said it. All right. It's not, it's not right. genuine, you know. You got to be genuine. It's not genuine. You're right. It's not genuine. <laughs> um, I'm not I'm not pulling for Valley hard or anything like that. I just think that I think it would be a closer game. Uh, God, it's so tough. I'm just going to say Valley, but I'm going to say Valley by eight. Here's a thought. It's it's only because it's at Valley Christian. And Valley – I've been to multiple – I've been to two or three games at Valley Christian against Push Ridge, against a couple other teams. Their crowd gets rocking. The gym is rocking there. The crowd can play a factor. Um, Yeah, their fans just pull for them. So, I mean, when you have home court advantage, especially Valley Christian, Caleb Shaw thrives off the fans and that – just the noise. It's gonna be a tough night. I think he'll get going pretty early, and it'll be. I, I would bet that he gets over thirty points that game. So here's a thought. I mean, you got you got Allen right for for Ironwood. He's the big. I wonder, he's be, and he's a tough, and he's great. And this is what I'm saying. I wonder, because Caleb Shaw does a very good job of staying out of foul trouble. I wonder if you could maybe get a favorable switch between Allen and Shaw and try to post him up and just see if you could get him into some early foul trouble, get him out of a rhythm, bang with him down low. Obviously, Caleb Shaw has the strength and the size to compete with that, but maybe that's a different look that they're not ready for. I wonder if that's kind of in the thought process 
for Ironwood. Either way, it's going to be a great game. And I, I, the key against Valley, we know this, if you can stop their dribble drive, it will prevent those pitch-out threes. If they get wide-open looks from the three-point line, it's going to be tough for anybody who's playing them. It doesn't matter who it is. So I think that's going to be a great game. And then also you got Thatcher and Gilbert Christian, man. I mean, this is going to be a great game too. And, I mean, what a team to get matched up with in the second round. Uh, I mean, you know, for Gilbert Christian having that bye, this is going to be a really good game. I'm excited about that. I'm not going to lie. I got Thatcher in this one. No, uh, I don't have Thatcher. I got Gilbert Christian in this one. Well, I was going to say the same. I, I actually have Thatcher winning this game. I know it's at Gilbert Christian, but I think Thatcher is battle-tested. I know it's Gilbert Christian obviously is too because they come from both. Those two teams coming from coming are coming from the two toughest regions probably, arguably. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Thatcher winning. I'm going to say Thatcher beats Gilbert Christian by three. I've got Gilbert Christian winning by five. And I think it's going to come right down to the wire and they're going to separate themselves at the end by free throws. But here's the thing. Sorry to cut you off real quick. If it comes to the wire, we know Coach K and how he game plans. I would not want to be the opposing team if Gilbert Christian has the ball with the last second shot. Would not want to be that opposing team. and, And that's why I'm saying it. Going back and thinking about it, as much as good as Thatcher is going, that's why it's so tough. You know, Thatcher's doing great. Gilbert Christian, historically, they have found ways to win those close games, especially in the playoffs. That That's not like a coincidence thing, you know. I, I'm going with Gilbert Christian, and, you know, that, that second of doubt, it's just because it's late at night, and, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit tired. But I got Gilbert Christian winning by five in this one. Okay, I like it. Thatcher's been to some close ones, too. They've been in the double overtime of Coolidge and all that, so I think they're due for one. That is true. That's going to be a great game no matter what. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be a fun, fun day on Saturday. A ton of games, some going on at five, some going on at seven. It's just going to be sweet. Let's talk about one more game here, and then we're going to move on to the 2A. What about Snowflake and ALA Gilbert North? Mm. What are your thoughts on that, man? Because I think that although I like Snowflake and they're playing really good right now, I think ALA Gilbert North takes that one. I think they win by about 10 or 12. Wow. I, I'm riding with Snowflake. They're my dark horse. I know that they have a handful with Novak and that new transfer kid. I forgot his name already. McGuire um, Andrews. Yeah, they, I know they have him. Uh, Gilbert North, a tough team. It's tough. I mean, but yeah, think about it. They haven't played a game in about like, what, a week or two? And then be matched up with Snowflake for their first game in the playoffs. It's not easy. I'm riding with Snowflake. They're my dark horse. I think their physicality and their size could be able to match with Gilbert North, and probably their physicality would be a little bit, maybe not too much for Gilbert North, but I think that just the strength and everything, the way they battle for the rebounds. It's just if they can slow down Novak, I think Snowflake has a shot at this. And I have Snowflake winning by six. I always see – I have ALA Gilbert North by 12, like I said. I follow the Gilbert North page on instagram and i love it when they post stuff about their student section they posted one time i know i screenshotted it and sent it to you about they were giving away like a free ipad for a a fan who came to the game i want to go to a game if i can win an ipad i think that it being at home is really going to help ala gilbert north i think it's going to be hopping remember they beat valley at home so they play really good very confident at home i'm excited to see how this one shakes out and all these games are just going to be extremely competitive 
great teams, great players, great coaches. I mean, shoot, a lot of the major players that average a lot of points are still in the running in this so far in the tournament. So it's going to be fun to see all of them go up against each other. It's going to be great. I got one more hot take. Okay. I have Chidley upsetting Fallon Hills. Really? You gonna need to explain that one, man, because that's a big one. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I, I disagree with that. I know you do. I know you have Fountain Hills. I think you have Fountain Hills running away with it. I can agree, right? I would assume you have Fountain Hills running away. Yeah, I got it by about, I don't know. I got it by like a 14-point game. Uh, the only reason why I say this is because Chinley, it's not a home game for Fountain Hills. Let's just keep that. It's not a home game for Fountain Hills. It's a home game for Chinley. Chinley's packing the house. I would not be surprised if it's sold out by tomorrow. Or, yeah, by tomorrow, honestly, or even by Saturday during the day. I think Chinley's just going to pack the house. I think that crowd's going to be rocking for them. I think if Chinley's able to get the pressure going, because we know if you can put pressure against Fallon Hill's guards and keep the ball out of Xavier Mike's hand, which I think Chinley has enough guard play to throw at Xavier Mike, not to make throw him off his game, but just kind of keep the balls out of his hand and make someone else run the offense, I think it can give him a tough time for Fallon Hill's. But – if Fountain Hills can break the pressure and stay in the half court, I do see them running away. But I have Chinley pulling upset against Fountain Hills. And I think it's a closer game. I think it's going to be like Chinley by like five. I'm just going to say this. Think about the style of play that Chinley has played against all season long. Is it patient or not patient? It's not patient. I mean, they're up and down the court. Coach yeah, it, it's that. just – it's not patient. And I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying it's different. And thinking it's about – It's chaotic. It's going to be a different vibe. And, and you know, Fountain Hills is going to come in. They're not going to try – they're not going to change anything that they do. They could be playing the freaking Phoenix Suns. They're running their same offense, and they're probably going to get a couple layups out of it, honestly. But what I'm saying is I think the different style is going to be too much for Chin Lee to be able to overcome. I think it's going to be difficult for them to sit in the half court for a really long time. Also, we've seen this with Fountain Hills. Fountain Hills really is a tough matchup for teams with smaller guards. I think Chin Lee is going to have a tougher time with this. I get what you're saying. They're going to bring a lot of energy into it, but I have to – we can agree to disagree. I'm not saying that. I'm the only that, – that's the only reason why I can see an upset, and that's why I'm going to ride with it. You know, I'm going to stay with it. But I wouldn't – obviously, I'm not going to be surprised if Fountain Hills does run away if they keep it in the half court. So that's my take. That's my hot take. That's good. It's it's like it is a pretty hot take, actually. I think. What do you think about Coolidge and Monument Valley before we head out real quick? Do you think Coolidge runs away with it or do Monument Valley keeps it close? I think Coolidge is gonna win. I don't see I don't see Coolidge losing. I don't see them losing that game. And I mean Monument Valley, they're gonna be they're gonna come ready to go. And you know, it's funny, they have very different types of players, but Monument Valley and Coolidge kind of play a little bit similar. I think Coolidge is better at that style of play, but and they have bigger athletes and all that. But yeah, I, I think Coolidge runs away with that one. And when I say run away, I mean I think I think like 15. I don't think it's like a crazy blowout. I might be wrong, but you know, I, I think Coolidge runs away with that one. I'm not mad about that. I have Coolidge by 10, so I'm glad I didn't make you mad about that. <laughs> I slip out. <laughs> Reyes has just left the chat. All right, let's move on to the 2A. Because the 2A was 
honestly, we did the exact same as we did in the three as far as going six and two, yeah. right? That our I'm record. I mean, hey, we got to be honest, man. I'm kind of patting myself on the back right there. That's pretty good. Oh, I feel good. I feel I, great. I would have felt great if we went 500, but that felt pretty good. That felt pretty good. The fans cannot give us crap now for. Okay. Remember last year, we did a pretty decent job that first round, and then that second round, we kind of we kind of right. missed the mark. Hopefully, hopefully history doesn't repeat itself. Yeah. Okay, so looking at that first round playing game of the 2A, which of these games really sticks out at you as, as a shock? I got one that I want to talk about that I'm so pumped about. You have one game that sticks out to you? Oh, yeah. Well, I rode so hard for Round Valley, and they just got absolutely demolished <laughs> by Sequoia Charter. So I told you, Sequoia Charter, man. But um, a game that really sticks Wait, can, out to can me. Can we think back? That, what did you say the spread was going to be? How much did you say they were going to win by? I said Round Valley by like six, I think, or something like that. I really did. <laughs> 72 to 36 to coach. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so bad. Uh, a game that probably stuck out to me is probably the Scottsdale prep Morency game or that Benson-Glendale uh, prep, honestly. Hey, we said it. Glendale prep is a weird place to play in. Weird place, man. They got it done. They got it done by 12. Something that was not surprising to me was Phoenix Christian. I, I kind of foresaw that score. I don't remember the spread that we talked about, but I know that we both kind of had them winning big. The game that I really I think we had like wanted, plus 20. I think we did, yeah. We may have even I think said, we said 30. Plus 20. I think we said Maybe. plus 20. I think so, too. So the game that I really want to talk about that was really cool is Chandler Prep and Gilbert Classical. And this is why it was such an interesting game. We talked about this on the pod last time. Chandler Prep and Gilbert Classical have played each other multiple times in the season. The first time, Gilbert Classical beat Chandler Prep. The second time, Chandler Prep drilled Gilbert Classical by about 18 or 19, or maybe it was a little less than that, but it's right around that area. Gilbert Classical comes and beats. You see the score? Are you looking at it right now? What's 49, the score? 46. 49-46. And if you're just looking at the score, you're like, oh, they won by three. Gilbert Classical won in stunning fashion. Braden Poley hit a three at the buzzer to lift them over this game. I was looking at it on Instagram. Everybody's storming the court. It's a huge win for Gilbert Classical, and they're going to go on and face a pretty tough matchup there, but still a great win for them. So something about Gilbert Classical in the first round, man. They just – they got a history of, uh, of playing pretty well, and we know that more than most. Yeah, that's a great win. I mean, guy, you're bringing up flashbacks right now. Just um, PTSD. Just... <laughs> pretty much. Uh, you know, <laughs> shout out to Gilbert Classical getting it done. Uh, like I said, we mentioned that Glendale Prep is a weird place to play in. You know, they were obviously top Benson. Uh, San Carlos and Bisbee, that one didn't surprise me. But, I mean, if you look at the rankings, you know – uh, San Carlos was able to beat them by seven. I think San Carlos, not necessarily was battle-tested, but, I mean, they played some pretty good teams. They played on Miami. They played a Globe. They've played, like, you know, tough teams. They played a Sholo. They've played, you know, Pima, all these other teams that are honestly respectable in their divisions. So, I mean, that is going to be an interesting matchup as, you know, we'll get to it this next segment as they hit the state championship bracket. But, you know, shout-out to San Carlos for getting that done. Yeah, and, I mean – Scottsdale Prep is also rolling right now. I, I like that. It was a really close game. And if you're looking at all these seeds, look at how many of the lower seeds ended up winning, right? You got Scottsdale Prep number 22 upsetting number 11. 
Uh, you have got number 19, Miami, upsetting number 14, Valley Sanders. You got number 23, San Carlos, upsetting number 10, Bisbee. You just got a lot of lower seeds winning. I mean, even NFL yet beat Wilcox. And I mean, the majority of those are all upsets. And so these kids are all playing. They're ready to go. I'm super excited to talk about this next matchups for all these teams. I'm super excited to see Highland Prep in action again. We're going to see him against San Carlos. Who do you got for this one? The Finlay, Toilet, the Finlay Toyota Center, man. Ah, oh, that's so tough because um, San Carlos, we pack in the house. It's pretty much a home game for them, honestly, if we're being honest. <laughs> that's what I, you love to say, though. I just love saying the home game. It's a home team. It's a home game for the Revs teams. Wherever they go, it does not matter. Um, I have Highland Prep winning this game. I think Highland Prep uh, hands San Carlos a Hands them pretty easy, honestly. I think it's be a, like a plus 12 game. I'm not going to really predict the score. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game for sure because Highland Prep is known to put up some points. And so can they can put up some big numbers. And so can San Carlos. So, I mean, yeah, I have Highland Prep winning by plus 12. I think both of these teams are good. I think Highland Prep is on another level than San Carlos. So, I have them winning as well. I see them winning by 20-plus in this actual, like, first round of, uh, of this two-way tournament. The interesting one is going to be game two at, oh, I know. at Yavapai College. Dude, okay, hold on. I have, I have great memories of playing at Yavapai College. Wait, even though I'm going to cut you off. Before you go on the lovey-dovey, like all the great memories, whatever, who, from just, for, just from the looks, what team scares you the most? What team should all the teams be on the lookout for? I'm looking at this this actual first round, a team that is primed for an upset, a team that's primed to make some noise, maybe not even an upset, but someone who I would not want to get matched up with right now. I mean, I think it's pretty easy. I would not want to get matched up with Phoenix Christian. I, I mean, and we've mentioned them a couple times. Is that who you were going to pick? That's who I was going to pick too as well. Even I mean, the NFL, yeah, honestly. Yeah, but Phoenix Christian is of a different caliber, you know. Even you went to that game and you saw, I mean, Phoenix Christian, I think, is on even a different level than NFL yet, you know. But yeah. Phoenix Christian, just thinking about how they're coming in from the play-in, I mean, this is, in my opinion, this is like top five team in the 2A, you know. So, I mean, they're legitimately good. They got they got great guards. We talked about them a lot. But I would be scared to get matched up with Phoenix Christian this game of Phoenix Christian and Phoenix Country Day is going to be super interesting. Who do you have in this one? Because they've seen each other before. Yeah, so they saw each other on February 4th, and Phoenix Country Day was able to win by four points, 75 to 71 against Phoenix Christian. But that, that was at PCD. And we both know when you play at PCD, some weird things go on. Just so everybody you know, knows, whenever we say, like, a place is weird to play at, usually it's just because we lost there and we're like, that place is so weird Yeah, because we lost. And, <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're just salty. <laughs> we're just salty. Um, salty crew. Um, no, but like I said, you know, they met before, lost by four. It was at PCD. But then they played Scottsdale Christian. They lost to Scottsdale 38 to 44. But like you said, you said that Phoenix Christian was up in that game. They just kind of fumbled the bag towards the end. Um but after that, they've won pretty single-handedly against some big – they handed NFL, yes, 78-50, to 50, Veritas 72-50, to 50, and then Pinion 70-32. to 32. I'm smelling an upset right here. It's not really an upset, but 
I have Phoenix Christian beating Phoenix Country Day, and I have them beating them by 10. I got Phoenix Christian over Phoenix Country Day as well. I'll go by 10. Yeah, I, I think Phoenix Christian is going to have a little bit more than PCD here in the playoffs. And I still remember last year when I rode with PCD so much because of Will the Thrill, and it, uh, it, it really messed me up. I'm going with Phoenix Christian here. I like them. I like how they're coached. They're going to be ready to go, man. They played against some of the top teams in the, in the two. And not that PCD hasn't, but I just think Phoenix Christian has a little bit more than PCD does. Great teams, though. It's going to be a fun matchup. Great team. If you think about it, honestly, if you look at it, Phoenix Christian's played against PCD. They played against Highland Prep. They played against NFL Yet. They played against uh, Scottsdale. They played against Santan Charter. They pretty much played against this whole, like, first round. Right. And yet they've won and lost them. I get that. But, I mean, those were early in the season, stuff like that. Some came later. But I think, like you said, Phoenix Christian battle test. I like that guard, Tommy Randolph, as well as their big – I don't know his name. I forgot his name already. He has a curly hair. He's a stud, honestly. He gets after on the boards. I think those two against um, PCD's big will be, honestly, a fun matchup to see. So, I guess I have Phoenix Christian by 10. Okay, Glendale Prep and Rancho Solano. I think we both have Rancho on this one, I, I would imagine, unless you want to do some type of some crazy hot take on this. Do I want to pull a hot take on this? No, I do no, not. Oh, you don't want to just do it just to do it. No, I'm not going to do it just to do it. I know we do it sometimes just for clicks or whatever, but not this one. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have Rancho running away against Glendale Prep, honestly. I think Glendale Prep's a really great team. I think they're well coached. I just think that Coach Trick has got his – I mean, their kids are prepped for the playoffs. You know, they just came from the state champ last year, and then the year prior they were, I think, the final four, even the state champs. They were the state champs last year or two years prior. So, I mean, Coach Trude's done a great job. They have the personnel. They got the weapons for it. Um, I think Glendale Prep's going to have a hard time, you know, just withstanding that onslaught of fire. An onslaught of fire. Wow. I couldn't think of another word. So I'm just going to say fire. Hey, and guess who's back? No way he's back. No Vargas? No Vargas. From what I know, uh, he's back. So that changes a lot of things. Per woes. Per, per woes, right? Yeah, I just – I saw him – if I remember right, I saw him coming out for – I remember what game I was watching, but he was coming out and he was starting for them again. So it, it, that changes everything, you know. When he's playing for them and he's healthy, he, he's – I mean, he's – you can make an argument. He's one of the best players in the 2A. He's just a great kid. So, yeah, we got Rancho winning this one and advancing on to the Elite Eight. Okay. And then NFL yet, Arizona Lutheran. Do you think that Chris Floyd is going to be able to go off against ALA? Or do you think they have a pretty good game plan? I think ALA has got a good game plan against Chris Floyd. I got ALA beating NFL yet. Um. I think ALA has a pretty good game plan against Chris Floyd. If they look at that Phoenix Christian tape or if they look at any other tape against NFL that when they lost, I mean, if you could take Chris Floyd out of the game, the, the, the game is pretty much a secured win for you if you stop Chris Floyd. And that's just not a disrespect to NFL. Yeah, it's just the facts. It's just what I've seen. Um, I, have a, I have ALA beating NFL yet as well. Um, I have ALA winning by like eight. I think it's going to be a closer game. I think Chris Floyd is going to put up an absurd amount of points. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if ALA does – throws like a junk defense at NFL yet. Maybe like a one – you know, a boxing one. Maybe a triangle and two or just – maybe throw like, – what, what if they just sat back in the zone? 
I'm not Maybe. saying they will, but I'm, I mean. I'm, I'm thinking this too, though. I mean, ALA, Tanner Plitzway is a great matchup against Chris Floyd. Am I wrong? I mean, he could, he could defend him pretty good. He, I think Tanner will be able to stay in front of him. I think it'll be a great matchup between the two. And like we said, we mentioned this, you know, this is ALA's year to really make a statement. You know, mm-hmm. they've always had great seasons, but they've never just been able to, like, just get it done. As so, of I mean, recently. Like, as of recently. So, I mean, this is the year to do it. So, you know, so I, I'm riding for ALA, honestly. We've talked about it early in the season, so why not now? Okay, we got Miami and Pima. I think this one is pretty clear cut. Gabe Escobedo is going to have to have a huge game for them to be able to compete with Pima. I think Pima runs away with this one as well. I think they win by about, I think they win by about 12 or 13. You have Pima beating Miami by 12 or 13? I do. You heard me right. I can see see you're thinking about, you're thinking about going crazy here. No, I'm not. I'll keep it sane. Uh, I think Pima is going to beat Miami by a little bit more than 12. I think Pima uh, hands Miami like a 20-point loss. So I just think Pima has to the table. It's just always – Pima, you know what the thing is? We don't give it enough credit to – for the past, like, six years, I can remember, even, like, playing and stuff like that, Pima has always been the top one to three seed, always. Yeah. And maybe that's not, and maybe it's just because their region might be a little bit soft sometimes some years. But I mean, for the most of the part, they, they win. You know, they win so, games. I mean, yeah. They win games. Obviously, in the playoffs sometimes it's a different story. But I think you know, just for this first round, I think Pima runs away against Miami plus twenty. I agree with you. And I mean, looking at the rest of these games, I think the only game that is worthy of note to actually give any more airtime to. Because I think Trivium takes care of Sequoia Charter. I think Scottsdale Christian takes care of Scottsdale Prep. Only game that's worth of note is Santan Charter and Gilbert Classical. And Santan Charter is a little shorthanded, if I'm not. They are. That's what I'm saying. They're missing a kid, and they haven't played. They've just had a weird ending to their season. And I don't know, Gilbert Classical just hitting that shot. We're going to see, has Gilbert Classical played Santan Charter yet? I believe they have, if I'm not mistaken. I was trying to find it. Give me a quick second. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Uh, let's see. Yes, they're in the region. So they have played against each other. Uh, Gilbert Classical played Santan Charter. Santan Charter handed them a 71-25 to 25 loss, but then played again February 1st, and Santan Charter still won 62-44, to 44, but that was with their best kid. So here's the thing. I'm going to roll with Santan Charter on this one because I don't think – I think that their full-court pressure of Santan Charter is a tough matchup for Gilbert Classical. I think they're going to have a hard time with that. I can see Santan Charter winning, maybe not as big as before. I can see them winning by about – I can see them winning by about 10 or so. I just think their full-court pressure is going to give Gilbert Classical some fits. I think Santan Charter, not just from looking at the scores, just from like you just think about yeah, like the full court pressure. Even without their best kid, they still have some really good guards. Um, I'm gonna go Santan Charter plus 15. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I just think that Gilbert Class is gonna come out and play super hard and be ready to go. And with the ending of Santan Charter's season, I mean, who knows? Who knows where their heads are at? Who knows where their chemistry's at? It's just gonna be a little interesting. So, yeah, it's gonna be a great. First round of the two-way. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
And I do want to take the second to just give a shameless plug for our bracket challenge. You guys have a little bit of time left to put in your brackets for the 2A and for the 3A, so don't miss out on that. But regardless, there's going to be some awesome games here, just like the 3A, awesome players, awesome coaches. Are we going to end this thing off by talking about how we were so wrong about uh, Mokion and North Valley? Yes, but before you before we bring that up, to sign up to the how to get to the bracket challenge, you can go to our podcast website or you can go to valleysunsports.com. That's valleysunsports.com. You can go under program and you'll see the bracket challenge. Click on that, order your bracket. You know, you can fill out two brackets, you know, it'd be a great time. So, I mean, if you haven't already, get it done. But uh, what tomorrow for the two way is tomorrow deadline, right? Tomorrow's the deadline for the two way, correct? I think it is tomorrow or Saturday. Check our social media. We got it on there. Yeah, check our social media. Like I said, valleysunsports.com. Go to the program tab, and you'll see Bracket Challenge under there. Click on that. Get your Bracket Challenge in. Uh, before the deadline's too late, because it's fun. We have, a, we have a lot of interesting Bracket scene. Um, back to the 1A first round, or quarterfinals, I should say. We were so wrong. I know. I, I think we even said it on the pod. We're like, we could – Mogion could beat them, and we're, like, making this prediction, and it's, like, foolish. But we got to talk about this here and fix it. We have to. We have to. And, like I said, Mogion, I am so sorry. Like I said, we did say, well, like I said, we did say, like, maybe they could upset. Or maybe Mogion could win. So, I mean, we just want to say we're sorry because we did have North Valley winning by a lot. And clearly that wasn't the case. I don't think we had them winning by a lot. No, we did. Did we? I think we did. I'm I, don't think we, I don't think we did. Make yourself feel better by telling yourself that. Sure. I will. That's why I keep saying I don't think <laughs> we did. Okay. So now let's talk about this matchup then. Mokion and Mojave Accelerated. Do you think Mokion has what it takes to conquer a Mojave Accelerated? I'm going to say no. And maybe I'm wrong for doubting Mogion again, but I love – and I really like Malk. I like what their team about. I like the chemistry. I like their story that they have. I mean, especially as the season they had last year coming up a little bit short. I think with North Valley out of the way, not necessarily solidifies Malk, but I think it's a lot easier path because they were they were going to face North Valley in that semifinals. Now they don't really have to worry about uh, North Valley. And I think Mogollon is going to put up a good fight, but I have Malk winning by eight. For Mojave Accelerated to be able to put this thing away and make it to the championship again, it's not going to be easy. If you look, Mogion earlier in the season in the tournament played Yuma Catholic to a 10-point game. They've got some potential to play up and really be competitive with some good teams. They're going to be led by Kyson Owens. If Mojave Accelerated has a chance to get back to a championship, they're going to have to find a way to slow him down. The kid is averaging 21.8 points per game, five rebounds, five assists, three steals i mean the kid's a stud he's i mean he's their leader he's only a sophomore as well they also got tyler owens or t owens that just made me think of terrell owens right there but owens <laughs> i think it's his brother he's a senior he's averaging 11 points per game and 14 rebounds five assists and three steals 1.4 blocks per game i mean they've got some players that can really go there's also kelton on there who's averaging 12 points a game and, I mean, Tyler Owens is 6'4". He's kind of their anchor there in the middle. They've got some great players. I mean, 
if you're looking at this, they maybe have some pretty good size athleticism that could wait a minute. I see another Owens on the team. Do they got three brothers on the team? You think they're brothers? I think they're triplets. All right, let's call it. Let's just say it is. Mogion, if you're listening, let us know if you guys are triplets. I think I think they might be. It's uh Owens, he's six three, and he's I mean, he's putting up some numbers too. He's averaging eight points a game. Uh, he's averaging six rebounds. I mean, uh, two assists. I mean, the kid's putting up some numbers. So, I mean, shoot, if Mogion is led by their their three siblings, uh, they're just going to be tough to stop, man. They got some great players. This isn't going to be easy. I agree with you. I still have Mojave Accelerated winning. I think they win by, like, five, though. I think this is super close. And I think that the big key for this is going to be how is Josh Neal? Is he 100%? Is he, is he not? I know last I heard he was playing on a hurt knee. It sounds like he – and it seems like he's probably the type of kid who would suck it up and just play through it. How long can he do that? How effective can he do that for? It's going to be a lot of fun. Shoot, man, I hope, I hope they are all brothers. That's fun, man. That's a really cool uh, – that's a really cool story for them. That is pretty fun. Like you said, the Mogion has a handful. You know, they, they have to stop Josh Neal if he's fully healthy. We don't know. We're not sure. But even like an 80%, 70% Josh Neal is still pretty tough to handle. Um, they got to fill their shoes with Aiden, Aiden Huniger. Remember, he's averaging about 16 a game. Uh, they got uh, Tyson Banks, and they got Lucas Leslie. Those two, I think, are probably 6'4", six, 6'6", six, six range. I mean, Mogion's going to have their hands full for sure. I think Aiden Huniger could maybe put a stop to the Mogion hype with that uh, sophomore guard. Um, I see the Mavis, uh vet their season, and I think they're ready to make it to the, make it to the ship. Or the championship, because you don't like the word ship. Thank you. I appreciate that, actually. When the second you said that, I was like, ugh. I, I think that what you said is probably the biggest thing they have going for the Mojave Accelerated, the experience. They've been there before. And it's, either way, it's going to be a fun matchup. And I've loved how competitive the 1A has been. It's been a ton of fun. Oh, I was waiting for you to say, I agree, man. I was going to say it, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I didn't want to, but. I agree. All right. Do we got anything else we want to say on this emergency pod, or are we are we done here? Are um, we I, who do you got for leading edge in Tempe prep? I'm pretty sure it's kind of clear cut on who you have, but I'm just curious. I think we already talked about that, didn't we? No, we didn't. We never mentioned it. No, you're lying. We did talk about that. When? We, we talked about on the last pod, I think. No, we didn't. You sure? I don't think we did. Oh, wait, I thought, I thought wait, I think did. we did. I think we did. Well, we could talk about it again. I'm fine talking about it again. Let's talk about it. What do you got? Yeah. If, if you guys know that, uh, if you guys know that you have, um, we talked about this already, you want to turn it off, you can turn it off right now. But, but we're going to talk about this again. This is going to be a really fun matchup because Tempe Prep and Leading Edge have met each other multiple times in the season. Uh, Tempe Prep played against Leading Edge. They beat him the first time. They beat him the second time. And they lost him the third time. So this game is really anybody's. Man, I'm, I know we talked about it now. I'm trying to remember who I picked. Well, now we do. Yeah, we did. I'm talk trying about to think it. through we my logic. I don't want to pick wrong after I already picked it. No, so. it's not. let's not pick wrong. Let's just end it here. You're right. We did talk yeah. about it. Um, get your brackets. Bracket challenge. 3A2A. Get it in. ValleySunsports.com. Or go to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast.com slash Wikisite, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. And then 
Coming soon to you, I agree tees. I want to see you guys get ready to buy some I agree tees. It'll be great. Okay, you know, I'm just going to make a prediction here because now my head is all wrapped around it. I can't move it. I can't move on. I won't be able to sleep tonight if I don't make this prediction. Make your prediction. Even though I already made it, I'm going to trust my gut and and believe that. I mean, I, nothing has changed from now to then. Right? I mean, nothing's changed. Nothing's really changed. I don't remember who I picked, honestly. I'll have to go back and listen. I, I want to say I said leading edge for some reason. I don't know why. That's what my that's what my gut's taking me right now. Leading edge. Yeah, I I'm gonna take leading edge on this one. Leading edge has got that they've played some. Yeah, I got leading edge by this one, but either way, it's gonna be really close. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun. I love, I love how they, they came back and beat them in their tournament. Beat them by about two. That was good. Leading edge by seven. Calling it right now. Finlay Toyota Center. Yeah, I love how they beat them in the tournament. Beat them by two. Ooh, it's a 9, it's a 9 a.m. game. Those are never easy to play. E. Whoever gets their better sleep will win. Calling it right now. You heard yeah. it here first. Uh, I disagree. Whoever gets the better warm-up will win. Okay. All right, we're going to get out of here. It's the first emergency pod. We're pumped about it. And thank you guys for tuning in to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. Be on the lookout for our next episode. And, man, just have fun playing hoops. Your team's still alive in the playoffs. Enjoy it, man, because now – Oh, wait, before – Yeah, I hope you guys all enjoy it, too. But don't oh forget, gosh. dude, we are doing our – I know. We keep forgetting. We forgot to promote the Arizona Small Ball Challenge. How did we forget that? Wow. Um, teams, guys, April 2nd um, – on that weekend, you know, we're hosting our first event. You know, we would love for all you guys to come out. And um, I'm pretty sure if you haven't, follow us on social media, on Instagram at, at Arizona underscore Small Ball Podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Small Ball Pod AZ. Check us out on Facebook. The flyer is there. If you want to know more information, shoot us an email at azsmallballpod uh, at gmail.com to find more information. We'd love to have your teams out there. I think it'd be a great weekend. We're going to have it hosted. Thanks, shout out to the coach Mavis and the Longhorn Athletic Department for giving us the dome. I think it's be a beautiful place to experience our first event. So, like I said, uh, Arizona Small Ball Challenge, April second. Shoot us an email. We want you guys there. Man, you scared me when you ended. I was like, "What is happening? What is you?" I know my eyes jumped at like a puma. <laughs> you really did, like a Longhorn. Like a long, no, get out of here, bro. What, like a honey badger. Like a, honey, uh, we're gonna get out of here, okay? You guys have a great uh, night and enjoy being in the playoffs because not everybody's there. It's just fun with hoops during this time. We'll catch you guys next time.